Welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You have Brandy here. Hey, this is Darielle. And Lynn is not with us today, but she is here in spirit. And today we have a really good show for you today. We have a couple of guests with us. I will allow you guys to reintroduce yourself and introduce yourself to our <laughs> listeners. Sure. Well, I'm Carlton Weddington. I'm with the African-American Male Wellness Initiative. I am the National Project Manager. And I'm Robert Richard. What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? What's going on, world? Uh, everybody knows my face from all my movies and TV. Uh, but I think, you know, Cousin Skeeter, my Cousin Skeeter is probably one of the best ones. <laughs> and the, 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 the lifetime favorites. And then, you know, one-on-one. Obviously, I, I played Arnett on one-on-one. And I did Coach Carter and uh, Meet the Browns. I did with Mr. Brown. And um, I've been in House of Wax and a bunch of other movies stuff, too. Light it up. Uh, Feast of All Saints. Chocolate City. Chocolate City. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you haven't changed. You literally look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this B- Benjamin Button over here, right? <laughs> literally right. the same. It's thanks, so thanks to EPM. No, seriously, like you know, we all kind of like age and stuff. Um, and I think everybody's looking for a fountain of youth. You know, whether just restoring your youth or enhancing all that excellence that we all have. Um, but I was starting to age, and I, I came across this product called EPM. And it's like beauty rests in a bottle. Hmm. It's amazing. Okay. So everybody at home, you can go on EPM products on uh, Instagram or their website, epmproductx.com. Um, but it's amazing. Yeah. Okay, great. So we have Carlton back because if you guys remember earlier in the year, we did an interview for the African, excuse me, African American Wellness Initiative. Um, and the walk is this weekend. So sure is. for those who are new to the show that maybe not have heard the last show, give us an overview of what you guys are all about and what we're doing in the city. Sure. So the African American Male Wellness Initiative is an opportunity for uh, black males to not only know their numbers, be active and see the doctor on a regular basis it's a holistic approach Uh, we want uh, african-american men to uh, be able to take care of themselves but take care of their families and by means of that it is for example our several initiatives that we have the the walk is our most visible it's a 5k walk run that's happening this saturday at livingston park in front of nationwide children's hospital 7 a.m we'll be doing screenings but we also have HIV AIDS awareness that happens at the beginning of the year in February. Then we move on with um, cooking with dads. Cooking with dads is the opportunity for fathers or uh, male figures to bring their children or grandchildren, loved ones uh, to learn how to cook healthy meals for under $20. And then we move on to barbershop talk, barbershop talk this year. uh, We had barbers, and mental health professionals come together to talk to men and women about their everyday lives and the emotions and uh, trauma that they may go to that they don't necessarily share. The whole idea of barbershop talk is, as we all know, a Saturday morning in the barbershop for men, we talk about any and everything Mm -hmm. that we possibly would not have talked about at home with our wives or uh, mm-hmm. significant others or our children or our colleagues at work. But at the barbershop, just <laughs> like the movie, we talking about anything and everything and everybody can get, relate to that. Mm-hmm. So we use that comfortable setting to talk about our mental wellness. Then we move on to um, 
financial wellness, which we were here last year talking about. And that's where we discuss how we can earn a dollar, save a dollar, and invest a dollar. dollar. There you go, brother. (laughs) Invest a dollar. So that is the African-American Male Wellness Initiative. It is a number of programs that we uh, implement and share with the community throughout the year. So it's a year initiative. Mm -hmm. And and this coming year, we're actually going to tackle the opioid crisis. Because what we're seeing is that it is now affecting uh, people of color, black men, uh, uh, brown men, Latinos, and women. And so we're going to be addressing that issue. Uh, and, And there has been a lot of talk, not only at the local state and federal level, but we're going to bring it right here to the National African-American Male Wellness Initiative. That's great. Amen. So, Robert, you're an ambassador for The Walk, correct? Yeah, I'm the national ambassador. It's great. I love so how it. did you get involved? Uh, I care about people. Yeah. Um, I had great grandparents. <laughs> um, and I lost um, all four of them to bad health. Oh, wow. And I had so much more to learn from them. Yeah. You know, so I kind of feel like I got robbed. Which is kind of funny because my name's Rob. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, now that I recognize that I could be somebody who can really motivate somebody and put some, you know, uh, ambition behind somebody to put their health first, um, I'm signed up for the task because I love it, you know. And, you know, people need an accessible way, an attainable way, because not everybody's Michael Jordan. Not everybody can jump from free throw line, you know. And so, but that's not really health yeah you know health is just kind of like you know hitting singles you know eating right during the daytime getting a little walk-in all these things that are you know super like low impact Mm -hmm. that are still really really healthy for you so um i started um, my own social health initiative to change the way that america and the world sees health fitness and nutrition with my doctor um and uh we just try to figure out like all barriers of entry, get rid of all the excuses. So it doesn't matter if you don't have any money. It doesn't matter if you got kids and you have, you know, a high profile job that requires a lot of time and effort on the job, you know, whether it's blue collar or white collar work. Um, if you've never known fitness, really trying to educate people with simple daily practices they can do. That's 10 minutes. Um, the doctor recommends uh, 90 minutes of fitness a week. So you break that down mathematically. That's about 13 minutes a day. My workouts, 13 exercises. It's about 13 minutes. Um, and then from there, I'm always actively looking for uh, associations and initiatives that are looking to help me expand that message across the globe. Um, and I found uh, the National African-American Male Wellness Initiative and our views completely align. And they've brought, you know, a community aspect that I think is important that you know, sometimes you want to do things that are healthy only if you're doing them with your friends. Mm-hmm. So bring out your friends, bring out your father, your brother, you know, your son, uh, your best friend, and, you know, do some things that are positive and active. Um, and that is seeing your doctor. And that is, you know, walking. And then also from the health part, too, you know, nutrition is a very, very important part of it. You know, you are what you eat. We've all heard that our whole lives. And so educating people on how to economically you know, make better decisions, eating more vegetables and eating healthy in a way that is really attainable for their budget. I think it's been really a a great partnership um, as we've traveled across the state uh, this week. uh, And and even Robert can talk more about Sunday 
but the other day we were in Toledo, Ohio, and got the opportunity to share with Chief Bird, who is our coordinator there in Toledo. Their walk is August 17th. Mm. And then today we were in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, their coordinator is Pastor uh, Lewis Macklin. And everybody, their walk is this Saturday. And their walk out. is this Saturday as well. Out of... Uh, at Covelli, Covelli Center, Center. There in, in Youngstown. And, and everybody is excited about the opportunity to support African-American men in their health and wellness. I mean, so we are unapologetic about our mission and our, and our, our target audience of saving black men's lives. However, it is a community affair. It's, All inclusive. It's, we want the women to come out. We want the, the children to come out. We want the community to come out. So no matter if you're African-American or not, you are welcome. We, we, we definitely want you to be a part of it because it takes everybody for us to be successful. Right. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, so, Robert, I have a couple questions for you. Just I'm curious about your backstory. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like I grew up with you. Right. <laughs> Amen. Um, so how did you get into acting? Uh, so I'm from Crenshaw, California, like South Central L.A., um, and, uh, I grew up in what would be described publicly as like a at risk, uh, community at promise. Right. I was going <laughs> to flip it right now. Yeah. So now, now it's great. Cause I am aligned with, um, with the national wellness initiative and they call at risk at promise, which mm. I think is amazing. I love that, that title. Um, but I was, a at promise youth and, uh, involved in gang life and whatnot. It's the nineties in LA and, uh, a rival gang was uh walking down the street and we had beef and I was just outnumbered and I just dipped into a random building and that random building just had to be an after school like acting school um <laughs> that Miss D was running this lady who worked for the church mm-hmm. so I was just in there just stalling just been like oh can I get a tour of this place like <laughs> um can I get an application I might want to come here and I was just stalling and then I ended up being a part of you know this program because there was cute girls there. <laughs> and then um i found that i had a talent in acting but that's why i'm a big advocate for after school programs because mm-hmm. if kids don't have something productive to do they can be very destructive that is true that's so very true right so i know that the initiative is really big on also mental health Amen. Um, i was curious as an actor do you struggle balancing like Hollywood and just kind of staying in your right mind and making sure your mental health is in check. You play so many different people, different characters. How does that work? Absolutely. So, um, I'll say that in two forms. The first thing is I still have all my friends from when I was in preschool. Um, I just was the best man of my, um, my best friends, like he's my brother's, uh, wedding, uh, and we've been together for 33 years. So I keep all my old relationships. So, if anyone comes across me who's known me for a long time, they said Rob's still the same Rob that he's always been. Um, and then, you know, the struggles that exist in the entertainment business, um, I really always kind of have my dad as a model. Uh, and my dad's really been a strong um, person and leader in my life. And I've had a lot of strong men in my life. Mm. And because I've had that, that stability is something that I'm trying to pay for now and basically start starting, you know, fathering the world as we all should. Um so I think that I have a pretty good grasp on who I am. If my career was taken away from me, all that stuff, I'm still kind of the same sort of steadfast person. 
Um, and then, but my commitment to my craft is real. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go on the characters, I fully commit. I, I did an episode of um, CSI where I played a murderer in jail. Um, and I didn't talk to anybody for weeks. Um, I slept on the marble floor. One night I slept outside um, in the dirt um, and really committed to the role. And on the show, they were saying they had never had a guest star that was that powerful and that impactful. I mean, they were actually scared of me. And the storyline was this sweet kid got caught having an affair with this woman who died and got pinned with the murder. So they threw him in jail. And then you watch him go from this sweet kid to getting raped and getting peed on and then killing somebody and becoming like this animal. So I really committed to that role. And the funny thing about it, the lead character on that show, on the CSI show, he never looks anybody in the eye. <laughs> but in the middle of my scene, he took his glasses off and just looked at me eye to eye. And all the producers kind of like broke down and were crying mm. because he was saying that there's no way that with your performance that I could justify my character, not looking you eye to eye, man to man. Mm-hmm. So I, commit to that and i've done that with every single role that i've been a part of um i'm in a movie right now called california love about hoover crip um this guy named jay hunter um so i put on all my old gear that i was walking the streets when i was with rolling 60s crip when i was a kid and i pretty much went back to that attitude and you know (laughs) the people who are my loved ones in my life who don't know that i identify with that community are like who are you right now (laughs) Um, but I, I'm fully committed to my roles and I love it, but it can be a little bit of a wormhole or a little bit of a, a labyrinth or a mental maze because we've seen people not make it out. Heath Ledger committed himself the same way to the Joker and is no longer with us, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and that can happen to a lot of actors where you get so deep and dark into it that you don't have sort of a tether um, to get your way out. Um, this is sport called spelunking. It's like climbing into caves um, and you're climbing into a cave into your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually been really cave climbing, spelunking. And uh, we got lost. Me and a buddy got lost underneath there. You can't find your way out. And we could have died. I mean, we f- eventually found a way out, but we were a quarter mile from where we had gone into the earth. Um, and so the funniest thing is that actually my health as a discipline is my tether out of that mental instability. So even though I'm doing these characters, I still commit to a a 10 minute workout every single day. Mm -hmm. And I get it in no matter where I am, if it's in the airport, if it's next to my bed, if it's in the office, I've done it on the side of a highway. And that's sort of been like my discipline that kind of keeps me sane, no matter how far I invest into um, my, my craft, my craft. Mm -hmm. So with you being a huge advocate for after school programs, is that something that the initiative has has offered Amen. to different communities? So um, just as we were talking, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't speak of the new programming, like I mentioned about the opioid crisis. But we just uh, talked about just yesterday, we were at uh, Columbus City Schools uh, school board meeting and where we talked briefly about the partnership between African-American Male Wellness Initiative and Columbus City Schools. And in that partnership, we are going to be working with some of those elementary school uh, students to be uh, reading mentors. And uh, we will be doing many of these activities uh, during school, 
but we also will be doing them after school. And so that is very important uh, because there are so many young people who don't have access to a mentor. Uh, and further, not only are we going to be mentoring, but we're going to be helping them to read because one of the biggest factors or um, things that they measure as to your success in school and actually even after school is your ability to read, your ability to count. And so we're going to try and be some of assistance to that because we talked about all the things that we're doing, but we want to help our young people because eventually those young people become young adults and then young adults become adults and then adults become seniors. And so we want to make this a life changing experience. Um, we have to change the narrative about African-American men and their families. And we feel like the initiatives that we implement and that we are a part of will do that. Yeah. I'll second that. Uh, there's a website that I come came across that was a government website. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has different parameters of how you uh, list countries ranks from one to I think 300. Um, and what you clearly see is there's a direct correlation between literacy and every other factor, whether it be finances, whether it be the health of that country, whether it be the amount of wars that country's been in, whether it be um, the death rate, um, uh, the murder rate, all that is there's a direct link to literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll definitely second that that's a very, very important investment. Um, and America as a whole can do a lot better. We, it's us, can do a lot better to make sure that our kids are more equipped for um, becoming functional civilians and functional members of society. I agree. So what has your experience been like as an African-American actor in Hollywood? Uh, I mean, I love it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've been, I've been very blessed and very lucky. Um, when I came across like acting the first acting school, I got obsessed. Um, it wasn't too far from my house. So I would walk to the acting school and my class was on Saturday. It was like from I think 11 o'clock to one o'clock in the afternoon. But there were other classes. There was like a nine to 11 and then the one to three and three to five. I would sneak into all the other classes and just sit and like either hide in the wings or hide behind a curtain and just watch and absorb. And they were kind of calling me like the bad kid at school. Cause they were like, <laughs> you're always sneaking in all the classes. But I was just <laughs> obsessed with it. Um, and so I got my hours up really quick and I was only doing theater and, uh, I really fell in love with my craft of just the work and didn't really care about the reward of sort of being on television and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they say it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert. 10,000 hours is about 2,000 hours a year. I was investing maybe 4,000 hours a year and just being on, being on uh, at school and working on the acting craft. So I won an Emmy early in my career. all the shows that I was on won awards. I got a TV show, my cousin Skeeter, but those were just dividends that paid because of the work that I earned. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the challenges that I faced was basically when I hit the like 20 year old mark, because I was a, what I call a tweener, you know? So I wasn't black enough to be black, Mm. you know? So then I didn't get those roles and I wasn't like, old enough to be the older guy now i'm still like look young but i was 
still old, too old to be the kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like stuck in between every single category. I always say, you know, the closest place uh, next to your eyes is a spot on your nose that you're missing every single day. So that's who, that's who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got on this amazing project that I um, was on for like two years and everyone thought that I had like disappeared from the, from the business. So I've struggled with just kind of like st- still fighting and earning those roles that have really been close to slipping through my fingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coach Carter is an amazing movie. And I had an amazing time with Sam and they didn't invite me to audition for the movie because I wasn't black enough. Mm. Wow. And so what ended up happening was they had this huge like sports um, audition and I played sports growing up. I played baseball. I played basketball, played football. Um, and I was really good. <laughs> he, he tries to say he's a good basketball player. I need to see it. We talked about some of the guys in entertainment and their ability to play sp- uh, basketball. And he's like, nah, he ain't no good. Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, it, I said a couple people were good. I said Chris Brown can play. He can it hoop. It makes me think of, um, was it the Jamie Foxx show? The Jamie Foxx show, yeah. I was on that show, <laughs> exactly. So the Jamie Foxx show, um, Gary Payton was on the episode that I was on, um, but this woman named Yonetta Boone was a writer on the show and Benny Richburg, and they were the producers of One on One. So oh. they liked me from Jamie Foxx show. Then they left that show, went to um, uh, my wife and kids with the Damon Wayne show. I did a cameo on that show, and that's how I got One on One. And uh, when I went to the audition for 101, they told me that I wasn't funny enough to be on the show. Mm. Um, but Yunetta, this woman who just believed in me, just said, he'll be fine. Yeah. And that first week, I struggled the whole first week before we shot, like the rehearsals. I didn't land one joke. And Yunetta kept saying, don't worry, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And when that those cameras were up and those lights were up and that studio audience came in, Chip Fields, who is Kim Fields' mom, she walked up to me and whispered in my ear, just say the line and don't do anything. So when my line came, my first line on the show, I just said the line and everybody broke out laughing. And like all the cast members who knew that I didn't hit that line all week were just like they fell out, they broke character, and everyone was laughing. And then I understood what the timing was, and then I became Arnez, and that was that show. But um, somebody believed in me when everyone else was doubting me. Yeah. And then same thing with the Coach Carter thing. Like, I went to the basketball audition. I shined in the basketball audition, but they were like, nah, he's not black enough to be on the show. So then they interviewed all these kids who were famous now, you know, uh, and none of them really connected with that role the way that it was intended for. And just God just had it where after everyone went through the filter and didn't get it, they just bring Robert in. And I had a chemistry read with Sam Jackson. I went down to Sony's lot. I was there with a director who didn't really like me. Um, and the producers who had confidence in me, uh, Brian and Mike, uh, Brian Robbins and Mike Tolan. And then uh, I read with, with, with Sam Jackson. He was like, he's hired. I'm going to Lakers game. And, and the rest is history. Mm. And I think that's what's important is just having one person to believe in you. And I think that's what mm. makes the initiative so exciting is because this is the 16th? This is the 16th year. Right. and It started it, in 2004. Just an idea. And then you said it's usually how many people that attend? Well, this coming year, we expect to have over 30,000 people. It's amazing. Ooh. It, starting off with like four to 500 people and now 30,000 people. Last year, it wow. was a torrential rain. It was like thundering <clears throat> and lightning. And they were telling people, it's canceled, it's over, go home. But about 8,000 people stayed because... They were true to the commitment, the mission, and what we were doing. And 
it's really fun. I yeah, mean, it is fun. it's going to be four to five hours of straight activity and fun. Yeah. And and once again, I got to reiterate, Saturday, <laughs> August 10th, Levinson 7 a.m. On the Ave. On the <laughs> Ave. We'll be there. Free and screenings for everybody. It runs from Livingston Park to which so, end? So it, if you are familiar with Nationwide Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. it's going to um, go along that entire front of the buildings from, I think that's 18th and Parsons. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that entire street blocked off beginning on Friday. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get home and you live in that area, after 6 p.m., forget about it. Um, in fact, it, you know, we're so large uh, this year, they have changed the name of the street to the Ave, the African-American Male Wellness Walk Avenue. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, not to mention, tell them about what happened on Sunday. Where were this we? past Sunday at the DSW. The DSW. Oh, it was great. We showed out at DSW, <laughs> man. It was fantastic. What, what specifically were you talking about? We Did got you? our own shoe. Oh, yeah, that was great. So listen, so... I'm not even wearing the sneaker right now. That's it's okay. so fly. So uh, New Balance created um, an African-American uh, wellness walk, like exclusive sneaker. It's mm. fly. That's amazing. Every single office that I've walked into, they're like, what are those? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> yeah. So um, they're like this sleek, like black and like forest green granite with like a little sexy, like highlighter stripe down the middle. <laughs> And they just look fly. And you can wear them in the New office. Balance. New Balance made them for us. They're exclusively um, at select DSW stores. You can go online. You can buy a pair. Um, I know that my friends and family have invested and bought pairs, too, just because the sneaker looks so great. Where can you go? But you, uh, can go to a, you can go to aawalk.org and order your sneakers. And they're fly. You wear them, and everybody's going to be like, I want to pair those. You mm-hmm. know, I kind of say they look kind of like Hirachi's a little bit, like a dope, like executive Hirachi. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've been getting conf- you know, compliments, and compliments a lot of times can build confidence. And confidence also is a public statement saying, I'm a part of this initiative. I'm showing my dollars, and I look fly doing it. Yeah, you know? they look Amen good. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. I really like what you guys are doing. It's, it's very important because I have kids. I have two boys. Oh, that's dope. And um, I think it's important because a lot of men, they don't really take their mental health seriously. Or I know a lot of men that don't really go to the doctors regularly and things like that. So I think it's important for us women to support men and let them know, like, you know, absolutely. take it serious. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. So what's your relationship right now with, with your baby's um, father? Uh, We have a pretty good relationship. Um, we co-parent very well, so we're very, um, we work together as a team when it comes to them. So that's important to be that example for them. Yeah. And, and I would say that that's why, you know, we talk about African-American men and wanting them to get screened, but we can only be successful if we have the women come out too, Mm -hmm. because, um, invariably, each and every one of our walks, be it here in Columbus or around the country, around the state. We have them in Toledo. We have them in Washington, D.C. We have them in Atlanta. Renton, Washington, Seattle. New Orleans. Uh, we also have them uh, in, We're going to be in Indianapolis next year. We were in Akron last week. We were in Akron last week. But at each one, or at least at least once, there's someone who has to seek further attention by health care providers because their blood pressure is out out the roof. Um, their cholesterol levels are high. They have, and they don't know. They're just and they, and they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have no idea. So if we can save a life, 
right. then that impacts the entire family unit and tax infects uh, uh, the entire community. So it's important that the women are involved. Bring your boyfriend out, bring your husband out, bring your side piece out, <laughs> whatever it is, the, the father, your grandfather, bring them out. Get them checked. And the other thing we tell, hey, you might find you a brother, you know, brother working out, got a job. <laughs> you know he's healthy. There it is. There Build that go. relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. We're serious. And uh, it's real, too, like what we're saying. Like, sometimes people don't know that you're walking around and you are knocking on death's door. It happened to me. My legs swole up. You know, I'm black, man. I'm like, listen, I'm strong. I don't have to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, but one of my best friends who has um, Highway Fit, my social health initiative, he's my best friend, my doctor. I sent him a text message picture of my leg. He's like, you need to come to the emergency room right now. I'm like, I got a party I'm going to. He's like, no, 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 come right now. So I end up going and I had um, a blood clot that was my entire left leg. Mm-hmm. And that's what my grandfather died from, you know wow. what I mean? Yeah, from that stroke. Um, and, you know, I was getting ready to get on a plane, and I really could have killed myself. And so the fact that we're inviting everyone to come out, some people might be surprised that with a medical professional present, with a doctor present, with a physician present, they're saying, hey, where your levels are, it can be any day now that something happens to you that was preventable. Mm. So that's just one thing that's just, I mean, that one success in itself is worth it. Yeah. You know? What's interesting is a couple of weeks back, we were sharing the information about the walk on our social media, and I had so many guys reach out and say, I didn't know this was going on. I just registered. I'll be there. But it's crazy how men don't take it serious, and I agree that you need to have women there to support mm-hmm. and kind of push the envelope on that. It, like, exactly. Go. You it, have to go. You know, I, I mean, I'm a diabetic myself, so mm. I can only imagine, you know, I was a kid when I got it and not knowing, I, I just thought it was the flu mm-hmm. and I was knocking on death's door. So to think that you have <clears> men <throat> that just don't go to the doctor mm-hmm. is crazy. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing with the screenings in the morning on Saturday yeah. so that people can just come out and get the help that they need. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing. I think it's amazing. That's key. And, and Type 1 diabetic or type 2 diabetic? Type 1. Type 1. Mm-hmm. And it, it's key. So we will be testing uh, five core testings. That's height, weight, BMI, cholesterol, and glucose. But we also will be testing for uh, HIV, AIDS, STIs, um, diabetes, um, prostate. And now anymore, see, the, the, the misnomer is that it's that uh, bend over and, and <laughs> let, me, let me search for the condition. Now it's non-evasive. Mm-hmm. You take a swab. Uh, you take blood for many of these tests. Mm-hmm. And and it's easy. It's All they easy. do is they just you know, prick your finger. Right. It was like nothing. I just got mine done the other day. I have my test results. I'm so happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, They prick your finger, and then they just put it into the little <clears> vial, <throat> and they test it right there on the machine, right there. It's simple. It's and, easy. And what's also important is that we are using the data That's so that important. we can let the community know its health level, not only here, but around the country. state country. and the country. Yeah. And, and we share that in a um, document. Um, it lets our community know where we are as a health, health uh, in, as far as our health in the community, but it also lets the health care providers know so that they can properly serve us and that dollars, be it from nonprofit or from the state, uh, come to those entities that can, further support 
the needs of that community. So that's why it's so important. Will there be any kind of mental health services available on Saturday if someone comes and says they may need to speak to someone? Yes. Any kind of behavioral health yes. providers there? Yes, there will be. That's great. That's great. So, again, remind everybody time, place, location, all of that information for Saturday sure. so as many people can come out as possible. Sure. This Saturday at Livingston Park, which is right there on Livingston Avenue uh, in front of Nationwide Children's Hospital, we will begin screening at 7 a.m. promptly. And at about 9.30 a.m., we will begin the walk and the run. The run, uh, the walkers uh, start second after the runners. The runners get like about a 10-minute start, and then the walkers come right after that. And we'll finish up uh, about 12.30 or so, begin breaking down. So we'll have a lot of activity in four hours. A lot of activity in four hours. So everybody come out. If you're listening, if you're watching at some point in time, you see the commercial, hear the commercial, you see Robert. That's right. You listen to Robert. Come on out. Tell him, bro. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to come on out, man. It's a party. You know, we got we got music and it's going to be a fun day. And um, we got a lot of food that's going to be there, too. Um, I'm really excited about being there and seeing everybody. I love telling jokes and hanging out with people. I love big groups. So. <laughs> I forgot to mention, we're also going to have a skills challenge. So we've got um, Miller's Factory and Kingdom Summer League involved. And so these are basketball players. And we're having some Cleveland Cavaliers come down. And they're going to have a skills challenge, just as you see at the NBA All-Star, where they have – uh, dribbling drills and then shooting drills and then you pass the brawl, ball through a particular cylinder. So that is going to follow the race and the walk. So all those brothers out there who have kids who think they have have game, come on out and be a part of the <laughs> skills challenge. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Okay, so one thing also I wanted to highlight was about people's limitations. I know that I've been here in Ohio for about a week and what I've heard from a lot of people is like, I would walk, but um, my back or um, my 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 ankles or my wrist, and they're talking about their real limitations, about discomfort they're dealing with, um, and that's part of the reason why um, me having relations that I had with um, EPM, they came out uh, and they have all earth medicine. So if you're having any kind of pain, this stuff works. It's called flight. Um, if you're active military, if you're a professional athlete, it's built clean for um, all that um, across the board. Um, and it transforms suffering for all. We've experienced all these people this week using the product topically on their knee at any point of contact. They're having discomfort, any area of focus and uh, feeling relief within that one lady at DSW three seconds. Her knee's been bothering her for nine years. She's a dancer. She said, I never felt this good. And she's put a couple drops. And, um, you know, it works in about three to five minutes. It lasts about 12 hours. So that level of discomfort is going to help you to be able to endure, um, you know, the, the walk. So 5k 3.1 miles. That's right. Absolutely. So that, that product is EPM. You can go on their, um, Instagram at EPM product X. They're on Facebook. The website is EPM product X. Um, and if you want, you can just text them directly. Their numbers, uh, 949-375. 7485 and just text hashtag EPM. Well, we want to thank you guys for coming and talking with us. Um, and to catch the show, we are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. 
Um, our social media is Take Control Podcast on Instagram. You can follow our Twitter at Take Control Pod, or you can email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Thank you as oh, well. That was awesome. That flew by. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we had a great time. I'm just getting warmed up. I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah. We can keep going. Can. I have all of the questions answered. Oh, so okay. If you just want to talk anything about whatever. What's going, what's going on? So how are you guys? How are you ladies right now? You guys are out in the world. You guys are professional women. You guys are looking to what? Family plan? Like, you know, career chase? Or what are some of the limitations that you're experiencing, whether professionally or, or personally? Mm. Mm. That's okay, a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> Oh, 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 let's get into it. Talk That's to me. That's a good question. <sighs> Why don't you speak on it first since you've been asking all the questions today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, limitations. Personally, I don't think I have any. I don't. Would dating be considered a limitation? What's the we talking be. about? Yeah. That's what we're talking about right now. Like, <laughs> how's, how's dating What's going? That? That's what I mean when I'm where asking. Where are your men's at? Where, where, where are the men's at? I don't know. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay, so that means. Uh, Saturday, you know, we're going to walk. <laughs> we we're going to talk to some of the brothers. You know, let me let me see your bill of health. Okay, you good. Okay, now now, what are we doing? What What are the things that you're attracted to when you're looking for somebody that you're trying to partner with? Ooh, character. I need someone of good character. Okay. Um, kind of shallow. I'm, I need a physical attraction, too. Um, but I don't have a, a type. Right. Um. How do you feel when your relationships like if you're in a relationship with somebody or trying a relationship and it's starting to like, you know, have its speed bumps uh-huh. or a little couple hurdles? Do you like bail out of the car? You're like, oh, you I'm, I'm, you I'm done with this. Or are you, you like, runner? you know, let's see, like, I want to I want to see, you know, if I can, you know, continue to. You are. I am a runner. <laughs> uh, in my heart of hearts, I want to run, but I am growing. So I don't run anymore. Okay. I, and is that like an emotional thing that has been in your life? Is it something that you've investigated? Why you, you know? Come on, take control. Hit the, <laughs> hit the take eject, control. hit the eject button. Um, I I don't have patience. Mm. That's the thing. I do not have patience for people. Um, I'm very intolerant of just bad behavior. Okay. Um. Now, is this a pot calling a kettle black type thing, or you know you like to get in trouble a little bit? Now, I, I am big on excuse me, I'm big on accountability, so I will admit when I am wrong and I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing is, I don't like cycles, and I don't want to be in toxic situations. So, with you, accountability, you, gonna... you have to change, right? right? Did you say psychos or cycles? Cycles. Cycles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't like cycles. I mean, psychos. <laughs> Don't want them either. But I would say probably dating is my only limitation. Everywhere else, I'm growing. So I I would tell you, because I'm probably, the, I am, not probably, the senior <laughs> member of this conversation. conversation, that balance is important. Yeah. So you may be at the highest level of your career, um, successful, um, hardworking, make a lot of money, but you have to have balance. And I think, you know, it's our human nature to have a mate. Um, I mean, there are people who live the, their entire lives by themselves. Right. But something potentially, at least I feel, is missing. Correct. And so balance is important. Um, and it doesn't have to be like 
marriage and kids, but just companionship. Mm. Like I, I, I think a lot of women, <laughs> a lot of women who are single and have kids, you can't talk baby talk all day. You got to have adult conversation and someone you can bounce ideas <laughs> and interaction with, you know? Um, and so after six or seven hours of come here, baby. And you got to have a release. That's going to come from an adult. Yeah. Tell me, am I lying? No, you're telling the truth. You're going to love my next movie. My next movie is called Real Talk. Mm. And it's about a female disc jockey um, who's on the radio at night helping people, um, but having problems in her own personal life. (laughs) Um, And uh, my character, I play her boyfriend. That's her lawyer who's discrediting all the help that she's doing for other people. But it's also a mirror of, you know, the things that she's got her walls up and things that are in imbalance in her life. It's a great movie too. I play a villain. It's awesome. Um, um, but I'm sure that when you see that movie, it's called real talk. Um, probably comes out, I think next year. Um, you'll definitely relate. So what about you? So yeah, you, now we're talking about you. So yeah, you, have, yeah, you, have you, two, you have two boys. How old are, you, how old are your mic. boys? Um, they're four and eight. Four and eight. Four and eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then are you playing, are you baby talking all day or? No, no. She said she works. What do you? No, doing? I know. I'm saying, oh, but yeah. like, who's? At, I'm saying in the house. Like, where I, your I, man at? Where you? How's no, how's no. it going? Building. Spill the tea. I mean, speak. Speak on it. Need to come to the walk too. You know, there's gonna be plenty of men I out mean, there. I'm not gonna say that I'm not dating, but which this is new for me. Okay. But I'm over it. You're over dating. I'm over it. You're so. You want what does that mean? I mean because I feel like I took, you know, some time to be single and, you know, figure myself out and work through my toxic traits and things like that. And so I'm trying to do things differently, but the other person is just Well, maybe you're talking to the wrong there. men. No, no, you're right. Yeah, you're so right. That is the where, issue. Where do, you, where do you meet where do you meet these men that you interact with? <laughs> Don't say the club because that's the wrong place. <laughs> that's not what I was <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It's a social place. Don't just discredit the <laughs> club. I mean, it is, but I, eh, nah. I don't. It depends. You gotta, you gotta open up. Work, you know? church, library, grocery store. I wasn't ready for dinner I, me either. Hold up, and this is the conversation that you'll have on a regular basis. I mean, it is. It we is, flipping the I tables today, bro. This, this is our show. It's <laughs> our show. All right, sis. It's our podcast. It's called Lose Control. Lose Control with Richard Richard and Carlton Weddington. That's right. That's we right. We have two young ladies in the studio today. That's right. Um, they're Hi. here. They're here. They're in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, so, ladies, we have a couple questions for you guys today. Talking about relationships. Talking about willing whether you're ready to lose control. So, my first question is. Are you willing to surrender to the fact that nobody is perfect? Yes. And that you have to work at any relationship. And it's a very important one to work in your personal life. Yes. And tell me about some of the things that your resistance to surrendering, because you're saying that you are no longer interested in investing any patience in a relationship. It's just because I know what I want and I don't want to settle what do you want? So, I mean, I just expect to be treated a certain way. Um, I expect someone who, you know, no matter where we are in our relationship, we still date. You know, we still make time for each other. Our communication has to be strong, which comes with understanding each other. Um, 
that's the main thing for me. I think communication and understanding is the solution to mostly everything. Maybe it's the age of the men that you um, have they dealt with. They all the same with. to me. <laughs> no, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait okay, a minute. Okay, that's one thing. Talk Be- about age. Because, you know, we see these older women now dating younger men. We've always seen older men dating younger women. Mm-hmm. But so... This is funny. They're all the same to you? Because that's not true. I mean... I mean, I think I think it's what you said. It's probably the type of men. Do you Have you identified your love languages? Do you know what that is? The yes. love My love language is words of affirmation. So you want to hear, I love you. Yes. You look good. All the time. You look good. You look great. I miss you, baby. All this words of I affirmation. I need reminders. Okay. And then how do you give love um it just depends what the other person's love language is so you're willing to give no matter what what it is they need whether they need physical attention or they need gift giving Mm -hmm. or they need acts of service like cleaning the house and cooking dinner and all that kind of stuff i can what about you can you cook over there i can cook (laughs) right i'm trying to figure out how we got here (laughs) you said the show could go on so so wait so then are you identifying um to the person that you go out with on the first date like hey like this is our first date let me tell you what i like what makes me feel good i like my love language is words of affirmation um not necessarily on the first date but i think it's important to put your expectations on the table like sooner than later right no time no time to waste time right mm-hmm. i would agree mm-hmm. so what, what's what's the youngest so you're 20 what? 29. 29. Yeah, what's the what's largest mind? Yeah, the youngest your, that you've dated compared to your age. Like how many years? Or, youngest, or oldest. Or oldest. The youngest I've dated, 23. So six years younger. And then how many years and above the you? The oldest, mm, maybe like 37, 38. 37, 38. Okay. okay. So about 10 years one way and then about six years the other way. Right. And then do you see, that's a 16-year gap. So do you see a difference in how those men operate based or do you think that they're still playing you know boyish games no matter what their age i think they're still playing games no matter what age i don't think maturity comes with age mm-hmm. speak on it elaborate i mean i just noticed that there are men that are way older than me that are still not ready to commit or they don't really know how to treat a woman and they're still out here trying to juggle different women and not really knowing what they want are you presenting yourself in a way that says that you are available i mean maybe the guy who is interested in you you know who would be a good guy maybe he's intimidated you know by the fact that maybe you got you know your walls up or you got your Mm -hmm. commitments to you know your career or to your children or to whatever your girlfriends want to do on the weekend and he's you know trying to chip away when are you free and like i don't have any free time well, I'm guilty of that. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that. You know, men, the funny thing is, I believe through my experiences that women feel like men should know exactly what they're thinking. And they take for granted that we're human and so. I need you to tell me if you want me to do something, I need you to tell me. Now there are certain things that I should know mm-hmm. or know, offer I, up, yeah. As a man, uh but if you want something, I need you to be intentional about it. Mm. So that 
I needed to go clean my car out. Could you clean my car out or wash it for me? Tell me that. Just don't say, oh, wow, you get mad at me because I didn't do it. You mm -hmm. know, after I've come in from working and I'm expecting one thing, but if you don't tell me, I won't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think a lot of times we have miscommunication. I mean, communication is key in any relationship. Mm -hmm. And then when you begin to allow that to continue, then you start to look other places for that communication that you're missing. And so it may come in the form of one man or several men, just like for a man, it may come in the form of one woman or several women. And so when you say men, they like to play the field. Well, they probably would just like one woman, but they can't find that one woman that is giving them those different aspects that they're looking for. Trust me, I, I'm done trying to date a different woman throughout the week or whatever. I just need one, mm -hmm. just one. Okay, I agree with that. <laughs> and what about you? Talk about your love languages. What do you... Do you like time well spent? Time well spent. Do you like touch? Do you like time well spent? Touch. I words think they, of uh, words of affirmation, gift giving, and acts of service. Acts of service. Acts of service. Um, I think I'm an acts of service kind of girl. Like to receive acts of service. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really big on gifts. Um, quality time is definitely one, and words of affirmation. Okay. So are you looking in the places for a guy who's down to, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of guys who do construction probably have no problem helping <laughs> you fix a cabinet or fix a doorknob or something lawn, like that. Uh, mow the lawn. Yeah, that's like we do acts of service all week long. I'm good, you know. I'm actually not looking right now. Not looking. Yeah, so I. Can't. And that's because you're just working on yourself or it's because you're not. Yeah, I um. It's been a process for me. Okay, so tell me, like, okay, so I'm 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 a good dude, right? So let's say I was gonna go out trying to get you on a date, right? Okay. So how would I affect this? Let's say I just had your number, okay. right? And I'm like, hey, so um, I was just checking with you, like, this is a movie out called Lion King. It's dope, right? I mean, I've been watching since I was a kid. Do you want to go check out and go see like the new Lion King? What are you gonna say to me? I would say sure. You would, okay? You say sure, okay? So next question. Some guys like, hey. Me and my friends are going to go watch this ball game. You know, uh, we was thinking about inviting some people to come out. Would you want to come with me and my friends? Would that work for you? I'm okay with that, too. Okay, so you're, you're okay with saying yes. Yeah. So then what happens on the experience of that first date, right? So dude says, all right, I'm going to um, send you an Uber, and then you're going to come over, or you can drive your own car over. I'm going to pick you up. What's your preference as a woman? Do you want the guy to pick you up? Do you want the guy to... Uh, tell you to meet there so you have your own independence and have your own vehicle what's your preference i think it depends on my level of comfort if there's been communication leading up to i may say okay you can pick me up but more than likely i'll probably just meet you there so the so the pre-date you were you about pre-date communication so you can gain comfort with somebody yeah. so you want some time well spent where people are calling you on the phone asking you how your day is basically building up depositing into your comfort level so that you feel like you can release a little bit and surrender and go participate okay so you 
might be on Hold on, wait, that was a question. That wasn't okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a question. You might be on to something. Okay. <laughs> so, but are you saying to the guys when you meet, like, hey, I love to, like, you know, make time to talk to you on the phone and get yeah, to know I, I'm you? I'm pretty open. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I make it complicated to figure me out or make it complicated to get to know me. But the but the best relationships aren't necessarily relationships you're looking for. They just happen, happen. naturally. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what yeah. I'm So my my question is when when's the guillotine come out? When when you chop the dude's head off, like delete, block phone number, don't call me no more. <laughs> what so what happens when you're impatient, you're like, Okay, I'm about to guillotine his ass and then screw him. Um, I think that happens when I'm lied to. Um, I don't feel like I'm a hard person to talk to. Okay. So, what would your friends say about you? Would your friends second that? Your friends say, "Oh, she's a good person to talk to." Yeah, I think they would. Okay. Um, because I think your conversation is one way. I think you can sit here and ask me questions and tell me to open up by myself, but then I ask you a question and you. I'm, that is her. Uh, uh, I am, that is her. I'm a listener. What? I'm a listener. You're a good listener. I'm a very good listener. Right. Um, but once you kind of open me up a little bit, which it doesn't take much. I okay. open up. I don't feel like I'm hard to talk to. So if you feel like you have to lie to me about something, probably not the person for you. Okay. And then, okay, so so socially, like okay. when you're out with your friends having a good time, do you have a drink sometimes? Yeah. Do you become unraveled a little bit when you have a drink? Or are you still good? You still keep I'm it together? I'm still kind of chill. Okay. Okay. So, and then if the person that you're interested in becomes a little bit unraveled, because of being loose and being is that a turn off for you because you feel like you hold it together or no it's not a turn off so you just feel that when you start seeing a pattern of i haven't earned this behavior from you but you're still giving it to you that's what you're frustrated with yeah because hmm. that's a character thing like if you i feel like if i'm getting to know someone or dating someone however you want to word mm-hmm. that and over a period of time, if we haven't gotten to a place where you can be honest or considerate of me, that speaks to who you are as a person. Mm. Like, I'm not the type of person where it's like, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. No, I'm going to see how you move and then decide, I was listening to that today, if that works for what I want. Now, are you reactive in all those scenarios and not and ever proactive? Would you ever give something first before you ask for something in return? try you try i try okay so you seem like a pretty sensible person that and you just haven't found the person that you feel like you know you mesh with you connect with yeah so it's just about looking in the right pond in due time i ain't looking <laughs> but you ain't looking but, but you, you've grown though because remember you used to be a serial first dater I d- ah, <laughs> you was killing them on this first date guillotine came out way fast in a hurry come a long way she has Date get cut off short. <laughs> Cutting dates off short too, or no? No, just it would be first dates and just like it. all right, really goodbye. No follow up, but mm. I've been on like a what two year process of like really just hiatus working on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same. And how do you feel on the entire on the inside? I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Um, I'm considering therapy. Well, I'm not considering. I just haven't found a therapist yet that I want to go to. Um. But I feel I feel good. And that's just a person to talk to or what? Yeah. I feel like I've done my work as far as being a better person. Um, I think that there's probably just things I need to unpack. 
mm. kind of like the why behind why I am the way that I am. Mm-hmm. So, it sounds yeah. like a deeper conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saturday, <laughs> August 10th, the African-American well- Male Wellness Initiative, 5K Walk and Run, Robert Richard. I'll be there. Actually, you guys, what you really should do, you should come to the walk. Then you should go home and watch my movie, Kinky, which is exactly about the character that you're describing as yourself. She's a doctor. Um, She's a professional. Dawn? Yeah, with Don Richard. Have you seen Kinky? I have not seen it. Oh, you got to watch that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Because it's based kind of off Nine and a Half Weeks uh, with Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke from the 80s. But it's it, everything you're talking about right now is exactly what the lead character is going through. And she's got somebody, she found somebody that she wanted to talk to to kind of open up open up to. Just somebody who's a listener. It's, you're going to love the movie. Okay. And then it escalated quickly. I've seen the previews. Yeah, it's a really solid movie, though. So I think you really enjoy it. Thank you, ladies. We we happy to have you. All right, so next time on another episode of uh, Lose Control. Lose Control with Rob Richard and Carlton Weddington. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. High five. High five. Good job. Good job. Good job. You're awesome.